Hi everybody, my name is Pedro. And I'm Larissa. And welcome to Junker Talk. And this is our first podcast that we're doing as a married couple. Um, and today we want to talk about the constant goodness of God that we particularly saw in 2020. The year that for most people, it was crazy, very sad. And for us, we definitely had those elements, but we also had a lot of goodness of God being with us. Yeah, for that reason, we decided to call this first episode of ours 2020, Our Crazy Beautiful Storm. And we want to start off every episode by reading a Bible verse. And of course, for our first episode, we had to read the verse that has become labeled our family verse. And we are going to go ahead and read Psalm 23.6. And it's self to passion. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence to be forever with you. Amen. Amen. Um, I always wanted to do a podcast, you know, um, and you know that, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, it's it's very interesting that we're doing it together. I would love to have one with you, Larissa, as we're sitting across from each other looking at each other. So I'm sorry if it sounds a little bit awkward. We're getting used to this. But let's remember 2020, love, if you help me. 2020 started off very promising for us. Yeah, we started off 2020 on a high. January was definitely filled with a lot of expectations. And when I think back to 2020, I think about New Year's and how that night when like it hit midnight, we were so excited and we're like, it's going to be our year. And literally that day, New Year's Eve, we had just come back from Brazil, a trip that I hadn't done in about 17 years Got to go to see your family, got to spend time like two, three days with your family and then got to see my grandparents after tons and tons of years without seeing them. So we were already off of on that high of, wow, this was an awesome ending to our year and the year is going to start off strong. And we just had really high expectations to begin with. Yeah. And I think when my dad said the theme was going to be new wineskins or mini something new was going to happen. I thought it was going to be just, you know, of course, we're starting a new family. So something absolutely new was going to happen. You know, on my parents' side, they were going to lose two of their kids since my sister got married a month after I did. So they were going to experience that new thing. And for us, of course, it's a new life, right? So I was I was expecting and waiting for that to be a thing. And yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say that just none of us thought that new wineskins meant a completely new life, pretty much for the entire world. Yeah, and and I don't know if you guys that are listening, but it feels like 2020 was divided into pre-pandemic, post-pandemic. Like, the events that took place January, February, and even early March feels like they were part of a different year. And I remember by the time we came back from Brazil, we were in a rush to find an apartment already. Yes. And this was, I don't know if you remember, this was the first sign of how God was going to work with us that year. Because we started doing apartment hunting. Mm-hmm. We went one day to do apartment hunting. We had a couple of, of places that we wanted to hit. Yeah, I think we looked at three places. And I think the place that we chose was actually the third one. The last one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is where we are right now. And we're about to renew our lease for mm-hmm. another year. So we've been here for almost a year. And I remember we locked, we we came into here where we are in South Amboy, aka Old Bridge. Um, we saw the apartment. We loved it. 
And as we were driving back to my house, my parents' house, Mm -hmm. we were listening to Maverick's song, which is... You keep on getting better. You keep on getting better. And I remember we were both crying in the car. Yes. And I hadn't thought about this. We were both crying in the car and we both immediately felt that's going to be it. Mm-hmm. And as we get home, we just finished up. I think that day we finished up in the application, right? Yes, and then we that called day in we to confirm. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that we had that song again talking about God's goodness showing up. Because, you know, the whole, the whole song is You Are Good. In the morning, I'll sing. In the evening, I'll sing that you are good. And that was kind of how we were rolling. And I think we were rolling on that high of preparing. By that time, we had two months left into the wedding. Yes, and we were rolling on that high of like pretty much everything just going right mm-hmm. and everything going smoothly down to the smallest details. I always say this, but the s- silliest thing, like the restaurant got new chairs that were the color that I wanted. Like the littlest, tiniest details were going right. So we were just like cruising. Yeah, and it was fun because at that time, I was starting to work remotely for my job. Since they moved, they, my job moved to Arizona, I got the offer to be able to work remote. So I was very happy that for the beginning of our marriage, we were able to do, you know, I was going to be able to be home so we spend more time together and all that stuff. Um, I guess what else happened that we can say? So we were definitely, we are definitely riding on a nice high Um Anything wedding-wise, we had pretty much everything decided at that point, right? Pretty much, yeah. Everything was pretty much done. Um, February, I had my bridal shower, right. which was beautiful, adorable. And you, you can even talk about how that it turned out to be, right? Because when did we decide to go ahead with the bridal shower? The way that it went. Was it before January? It was, right? Yeah, it was. I think I sent out the invitations probably very beginning of January because my bridal shower was mid-February. Yeah, I feel like right now we are in that, you know how like you watch movies in the beginning of the movie, everything's like perfect, nice. Mm -hmm. And then you know, you just know that something's going to happen to make the movie interesting. But for us, the bridal shower, you didn't kind of, you didn't want to do it at at the place at church. Right, I didn't. I wanted somewhere that was aesthetically pleasing. Somewhere outside, (laughs) but even though we're in February. Not necessarily outside, because I knew it was going to be cold, but just somewhere that was beautiful to have really nice pictures um but you know in the sacrifice of thinking you know the point of a bridal shower is to help out the starting couple yes donations (laughs) right so i decided to just go with what made more sense to help us out in that sense to be able to literally furnish our apartment so i went ahead with the cheaper choice right but and then i turned it turned out to just be absolutely beautiful and stunning and i was stressing about it in the beginning and then my mother-in-law and my mom just completely took over and i pretty much worried about nothing that day except doing my makeup and getting ready yeah there was if you don't know who larissa aka lala aka love (laughs) she's very much an overthinker an over planner a very anxious person um, you can think Monica from Friends. That's kind of her personality right there. And you could tell, like I could tell that you were freaking out and getting to the, not just freaking out, but it was getting to the point that you were just, you were on it to give up on the shower just because of how frustrating it was getting for you to plan it yeah. all. And you weren't getting the help that you wanted. And then seeing that, what I did was I called in the beast that is my mom 
Rosa, no. To take control of things, and I told her what you were going through, and, and, and I think I don't know. Do you agree with me that brides are not supposed to be planning their bridal shower? Does that make sense? I think yes. I, some brides like to, like I know your sister wanted to be a mm-hmm. part of it, but it was also different because she wasn't already like, you know. Okay, that doesn't make sense, right? Because that was okay. Cut. <laughs> we're not cutting anything. This isn't. No, because like with the when I was planning the bridal shower, it was like me planning the bridal shower and the last things of the wedding and the apartment at the same time. Right, furniture so, the house. At the right, same so time, it yeah. just felt like a lot going on at the same time. Like other brides who they're only worrying about the bridal shower, then sure it's more fun and it's more enjoyable. But for me, it was just like out of the things that I was worrying about, like our wedding and our apartment, the bridal shower was just like not on my top priority, even though I really wanted it. Mm -hmm. So it was just becoming stressful. Yeah. And then I know you weren't necessarily happy when I told my mom that you kind of wanted some help in doing this. Yeah. I'm not a person who likes to put burden on other people. Right. So that was a learning experience. Yes. And for the good, because the moment that my mom took charge, she pretty much told you to just go relax. Yep. Just let us know what kind of you're thinking about, and we'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, your bridesmaid people took over for a couple of things. My mom, your mom, your aunt, they organized it. Of course, with the help of a couple people from church, they made it look nice. And if you guys are listening, ever been to our gymnasium in the church, my mom, Earth Worship Center, it's not the most um, aesthetically pleasing place but that day it was right and then it was so we get we get to your shower that day and you're getting ready you had no idea what it was gonna look no i didn't know i just knew like the colors because i told them the colors that i wanted so i just kind of knew the theme but i didn't didn't know any detail i didn't know it either because when i got there i got there later we were taking something you know me and arlex were doing arlex my brother-in-law almost at that point almost brother-in-law um we were just taking stuff, some heavy stuff, and helping. then when I got there, it looked nice. It looks beautiful. Um, and I guess you were somewhere doing something, makeup wise. I don't know, hair, because you were you were at the building. Right. So point. I got there and I like wanted to go and see it, and it wasn't ready, so they didn't let me see it. Right. So they first sent me to Target to pick up some last minute thing that was missing, and then I just like stayed in the bathroom and I was actually FaceTiming Bruna, showing her like the way I looked and whatever. Bruna, her best friend that was in Brazil at that time. Yes. Um, And so they made me wait outside in the lobby until it was like completely ready for me to walk in. And there's actually a video of my reaction walking in and seeing it for the first time. So walk us through that emotion. I opened the door. You started walking into the gymnasium. What was the feeling going through your head? I just couldn't believe that they made it look beautiful. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. And if you look at the pictures, like you would never know that it was in a gymnasium. It just looked absolutely stunning. So shout out to Wild Blooms too. Oh, she's not doing it anymore. We don't need a shout out. Yeah, shout her out. She's still doing a job. Our friend Luigi, who's a photographer, she's on pause right now for doing it, but she did a fantastic job taking pictures of your battle shower. Yeah. And so it turned out to be overly not overly it turned out to be it surpassed my expectations <laughs> you're editing in your head as you say something we're not cutting anything it's gonna yes, be a raw it's gonna be a raw podcast so great sensation i happened to stay there and again i'll once again i'll thank my my brother-in-law Alex because we were just stuck in the kitchen because you know we're not supposed to be in a bridal shower 
But Bridal Shower was happening. We had a lot of fun with the games. You had a fun with everybody in there. Um, I believe with the money that we've acquired from that shower, we were able to do the whole kitchen. Is that right? More than the more whole than kitchen. just the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was the fun part, guys. If and if we have anybody here that's you know on the younger side and eventually looking to get married, the best part about wedding planning is furnishing a house. I feel. It was so fun, and we can even do other episodes that talk a little bit more about that in detail, right. or I can, because it was really, really fun. That was fun. Um, so, shower happens. We already, again, that feeling of still being in the high, right, like, wait, what do you call it, riding the high of God's goodness, pretty much. Mm-hmm. We're coming in from a couple of months of really strong, a lot of great things happening. And then, the day after your shower, I went to Orlando. Yes, you did. For my company was my previous company was doing. A, we were part of a trade show in Orlando, so I actually flew to Orlando the next morning, early in the morning. Stayed there for about three days. Didn't see a single sun. I was just stuck in a conference trade show, whatever thing in Orlando, and that was a very scary. Like I was very nervous to go because I've never been to a trade show before. I had a lot of things that I had to do. There were my responsibilities that I have never done before. So I remember being very, very scared, anxious. But it was kind of that experience that I am very thankful to have because I've now that I know that I, I can't do those things. And I like pretty much I had to be on my feet sailing for the whole day from like nine to five, talking to potential customers and all these kind of things at the show. So it was a great experience. You know, of course, I had to travel. And crazy enough, I remember in the plane. Coming and going back, the news of like what was happening in China with the virus was already a thing. But for some, I think everybody was just so used to things happening and staying there that we had a couple of the other viruses. But I remember in the plane, we still a lot of a lot, had a lot of people that were wearing masks. And I remember, you know, my plane coming back was smaller than the one that I went. It was the one that like it was two people on one side and one people person on the other. So it was a very small plane. And I remember I coughed because, you know, I'm a very allergic guy. So I coughed or something. And the woman that was next to me, the guy that was next to me, they got up and like, you know, so they just got up for a second and in that way. But who knew, you know, in a matter of a couple of weeks, the country was going to be shut down, you know, shut down because of the virus. But I guess as we continue to ride that, you know, I had a great experience. Turned out to be, I was very nervous, but it was a great rewarding experience on my job. We hit March. And I think this is when every everything changed for the world. By that point, we were a month away from our wedding. From our wedding, we had everything done. Yes. And then coronavirus hit the world. Yes. Not just China, but the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. I guess. We heard about the virus coming to New Jersey, and I remember that in school, I'm a teacher. Just for background knowledge, um, everybody started talking like, "What's gonna happen? Like, what is this virus? What does it mean?" And then we went from, I think, March 13th was the last day that we were in school. And once we heard that we were going to close school for three days, that was the original plan. We were going to close school until Wednesday. All of the teachers literally just went on like assembly line mode and created packets to send home and all of these things for kids to have for three days. Um, and then, of course, the actual pandemic hit, and we all know that those, those three days have extended until now yeah. and to be continued. Isn't it crazy that 
in the beginning of all this, people were just dealing as, oh, it's going to be maybe two weeks, maybe a month, maybe two months. By the time May, by the time June, by the time summer, we'll be fine. We'll just write it out. So, of course, when the pandemic actually hit and people were being home, I was already working remotely. So nothing changed in terms of my job until, you know, we'll get to the thing. But for you, you were working remotely. Or at least learning how, which I'm sure that's why you do right now still, you know. Yes. In a couple of months. But then the world was changing. And of course, we started to realize that we were going to have to make a decision on our wedding. And I think this is when this is when I can see us almost walking into a storm that was about to hit us. Really hard. Yes. I don't know really if you remember hard. this, but we were actually eating at the Five Guys. That's almost like two minutes from our house. And you were asking me, like, what are we going to do? Like, is the wedding going to be right. canceled? Right. And I was like, no, I, the wedding will definitely not be canceled. I'm not sure about the honeymoon because I don't know if you'll be able to fly mm-hmm. to um, Cancun. But the wedding will be perfectly fine. I didn't think that it was going to affect the wedding at that point. Yeah. And then starting off that beautiful storm that hit the world. We just happened to be in the world, so we were hit as well. Um, I remember this very vividly. Um I was sitting down at my dinner table at my parents' house, you know, which used to be my house back then. And it's crazy to still say that. And I got a random call from my, I guess, then former boss. And he was just, he was asking how the pandemic was. And he asked me how the wedding preparation was. And I said, you know, we're New Jersey. He was already living in Arizona and Arizona wasn't as bad as New Jersey was. Of course, you know, that was when New York was like having their massive outbreak. And so was New Jersey, you know, consequentially. And I was saying all that to him. And he's like, yeah, I'm watching the news. And he asked about us because he knew I was going to get married. I said, you know, we're, we're probably going to put the... We're trying to figure out what we're going to do in terms of the wedding. No, at that point, we had already decided that the it wedding was not going to happen. happen. Mm-hmm. So I think I just told him that we're not going to do it. I don't know. I just said, I just remember him asking about the wedding. Mm-hmm. And I remember him being... I remember me being very um, honest with him and being like very kind of sad. But, you know, we'll move on, you know. And then he just hits me with the news that, I don't know, still makes me very sad on the inside, just remembering. And then he says, you know, he's going to let me let me go. Um, he was pretty much firing me. He was very nice about it. I have nothing but good things to say about him and his son, who was also my manager. We still have some, we have, we still have some, a good relationship, I guess. But it just, it was in the moment that we were deciding to go ahead maybe in a different year with the wedding now that I remember mm-hmm. and we were banking on we'll be okay because we have we both have good jobs at this point let's just do it and we were feeling secure because you were already remote and I was okay with my job like that was not something that I was afraid of losing so we were like okay so if we still go forward with the wedding in a different way, it's still possible because we're both still okay with a job. Yeah. And then and just a little bit of insight into us, right? You know, I'm sure we'll do a, we'll do a, a Junker talk about us talking about our history and our background. Long history. Long history that we have. But we've been dating each other for ever since we were 17 years old. We got married when we were 23, almost 24. So we dated for a while. We've liked each other ever since we were 14, so almost 10 years ago we were already liking each other. But the reason why I'm saying this is because I, when I was started to talking, I remember I told you I'm only gonna get married when I have, when I'm out of college and I have a good job. 
And I hope the same for you. And I remember at that time, a lot of our people in our church were getting married very young. And I know you had the same mentality of like, let let me just get married. Like you're at 18, 19, 20. Like we'll figure it out once we do it. Right. That's kind of the mentality that you had. I think I did until I realized how much it costs to survive. Yes. Pay bills. Not just the wedding itself that's expensive. Right. But everything else and i think we we had come to that conclusion right like we knew 2020 was going to be the year because it would have been a year after we have both graduated college we both graduated in 2019 we have both already we were able to find the job um i got the job that i was i was doing an intern through college I, I was able to keep getting promoted and you got the job pretty much right after the summer after you graduated so we we're in good place we had enough savings we thought everything out at that point in march our apartment was all furnished at that point yes we got the keys to the apartment march 1st Mm -hmm. and that day we already had brought in i think our dining room table was the first um piece of furniture that we got which also has an interesting story for another time um and so we pretty much got that and then i think the following weekend we already like went to get um the buy the couch and we came in with a mattress already which we weren't expecting so we got it furnished pretty quickly because our goal was to have it all done before the wedding so that we can come back to a house that's already orderly and already furnished yeah and then we had all of that and then i lose my job so it this is when i feel like we're in the middle of a boxing match and we got punched and we fall down. Knocked you know, out. We fell down for the first time. We weren't oh. out yet, but we fell down. Okay. Right, I feel like. And in my mind, you know, first thing I did was, how the hell am I going to say this to, to Lala? How am I going to say this to you? I was thinking. How am I going to break the news to my parents? who I knew they were going to be super sad. And like, what was going to happen now? You know, like I know... This was the beginning of the pandemic. You could see that people were being let go left and right. Unemployment was going up and through the roof. So, like, it, I knew it was going to be a tough time to find a job. Um, at least it wasn't going to happen anytime soon. So, we were walking into... So, my idea of getting married was I need to be able to have a... Out of college, have a good job to be able to sustain it. And that was pretty much taken away from me. Mm-hmm. Thanks the Lord, you still have yours. But that was taken away from me. And then right around that time, we were working with the idea of what do we do with the wedding? Like we were trying to figure it out. Then okay, do we have a smaller ceremony um, somewhere? It, we tried. We tried to get in touch with the restaurant that we were going to have the wedding, which was closed, so they weren't as responsive. Of course, they didn't have anybody working there. And we started. Well, I don't remember the exact. What was the first idea that we had? Was it to do something smaller? So, I don't know. Well, clearly, you don't remember. But for a while, I still wanted to do something small. And you didn't really want to do it yet. You were kind of leaning toward the, let's wait until like midsummer so we can just do the whole big wedding instead of doing something small and just postponing the big wedding. So, at that point, we were still kind of in disagreement with what we wanted to do. Yes, that's true. And then I remember we actually had lunch here at the apartment with both of our families and we were talking and we had decided that we were going to get married like two days after. Right? No. So that weekend was the weekend before you lost your job. And that's the reason that I remember. Uh huh. So the weekend before um, Pedro lost his job, 
my mom is the one who was like hey why don't you guys just like go and get married because you already have your apartment just like you know go ahead and get married and then i was like yeah but like when and then i don't know what was going on that she was like oh like we could just do it like the next day this weekend whenever and then i brought it up to you and you weren't so sure about it and it didn't bother me that much because that was kind of a quick decision to make like get married a day or two later Mm -hmm. so we didn't and then that week is the week that you lost your job yes and then that's when i realized that i'm glad that we didn't get married right away because then we were gonna think that oh wow like we made a quick decision and now you lost your job and i think it would have been a storm for literally our honeymoon week that would be terrible it would have been terrible and again i think we can clearly see that it was a bad time but god was kind of dealing with the details yes absolutely Uh, definitely dealing with the details Mm -hmm. and uh, just you know if you guys know my parents who are pastors um they're very opinionated opinionated folks, right? And I... Oh, the beginning of the year, my first word at a with the Youth, when we used to have it at church, was when I preached. My preaching was about King Solomon falling into David's footsteps. And the word that God gave me for that time was, learn to honor your parents. Mm-hmm. So I remember this because that really stuck with me. And while I was saying that we were in disagreement with when to get married, I wanted to get married as soon as possible. But I knew that when I spoke to my parents about it, it was, why don't you wait it out? Maybe the best option is to wait it out. So I immediately felt in my heart that if they're saying for me to wait it out, I'm going to wait it out. And I remember I told you that, that, you know, I'm going to, the word that God gave me this year so far was honor your parents. So, and right now I'm in a position where my parents were asking me to do something that they knew was tough, but they, they knew, they thought it was the best option. So I was trying to abide by that. Right. And I remember we, we were still trying to make that decision, right? You were trying to push it for, let's do it as soon as possible. I was the one who was sort of like, I'm not sure. Maybe we should just wait it out. And I remember we started to having a conversation via text, you know, back when we used to text each other before we used to live together. <laughs> then I, I told you exactly that. Like my parents are, are saying, this is after I already lost my job. And my dad was like, look at this. It's Look at the signs. It's better for you. What God is showing us is better maybe for you to wait. So wait. And I didn't want to do it. I, I fought with them a little bit. But then I agreed. So we tried finding a date in June. I remember we, we were going to get married in my aunt's, my my twin aunt's birthday. Remember that? We're going to get married somewhere in June. We were, the day that we were trying to push to. Mm. Nothing that we... We didn't talk to anybody to change your face. It was just the day that we had in our mind. At least for me to convince you. And I remember in that night, I texted you. I said what I said. That I'm going to honor my parents. And you got very mad. I did. I was very mad. Yes. And I don't think you answered and, me until the next day. Right. I wasn't mad at the fact that like you were trying to honor your parents because I know it was more of honor and not like obedience because they weren't making you wait so like i even though i was very angry with you i appreciated your posture in that sense but i was just very angry because everything was literally ready and we could just go and get married because our apartment was ready 
your dad is our pastor so he could do our ceremony we didn't have to go and find somebody we already had the marriage license yeah, we had the like paperwork all everything was ready and all it took was our decision so i think that logically speaking that's why i was angry and at that point we had already postponed the honeymoon we were gonna go to cancun um and we postponed it to a date in June, right? I think it was the official date first that we when we postponed Somewhere it. in the summer. Um, so my mom was like, oh, let's try to work it around that. So let's put it, or, you know, hopefully by then it'll be better. Or at least we'll be able to have some people, you know, the dumbasses that we were thinking this is going to go by quick. Right. And so that was a decision that was tough. And if you're listening to this, I, it's so important that we hold on to what God really says to us, you know. Um, we're going to get into the conclusion of that honoring the parents thing that I think was beautiful, the way that God moved. But it's important that you hold on to what God says, even though the people that are closest to you are asking you to, that doesn't matter. Like, I'm not saying that you were telling me to disobey my parents, but you were telling me, hey, we don't have to necessarily do what they're saying. My mom was saying that, you know, they were giving advice. By what they were looking, you know, I just lost my job. Why we, you know, and I, of course, I would be like, oh, but we can do this, we can do that, and then the word was just honor your parents, and 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 in doing that, I'm gonna obey God and I'm gonna honor my parents and do what I can. But it wasn't an easy decision, and I know you took it pretty hard, and I understand you were very frustrated. But the next day, I remember you just texting me, be like, hey, I was speaking with my mom. We're trying to work it out. I think that day could be, you know, like I think you were. I remember you surprised me with how positive you were after you like you kind of just got pissed and went to sleep or mm-hmm. something like that. So for me, that was a sign of like, okay, well, now let's just prepare for that day, you know? And then we were, what happened after that? Was it just straight up that day we were watching the movie? Is that what happened? I think so, yes. Yeah, so we were now pretty much prepared to just waiting. We were in the position of waiting and seeing how things were going to go. We were definitely going to miss our wedding date at that point. Right. Um, our apartment was fully furnished. Um, we were paying rent, but nobody was living here for at least that month of April for, for that time being. March. Right. Because this is already, but this is already into April. Okay. This is already into the first week of April. Right. Because we were supposed to get married April 5th. Yes. So this is probably already into that week of April. Because when, so then we started, we got together. You were sleeping over at my parents' house. You were there with us. We were watching a movie called I Still Believe by Jeremy Camp. Not by Jeremy Camp. I Still Believe. About Jeremy About Camp. the life of Jeremy Camp mm-hmm. and his first wife. Which, by the way, is a beautiful movie. If you haven't seen it, definitely recommend it. And it's a very sad movie. Because, it's, of course, it's about um, Jeremy Camp falling in love with his first wife. She gets cancer. She ultimately dies. And then he writes the song I Still Believe. And that was very important for us, I think. I don't know if you feel that movie was as important as I think it was. I do. I couldn't stop sobbing throughout and after watching that movie. But why do you think it was so important? I think that just like the message of the movie is pretty much Jeremy Camp saying that he still believes in the goodness of God. Even though he was going through hell. A situation a million times worse than the one that we were going through, I would say. And he was, that song came out of it. And I think that it just like was the Holy Spirit kind of motivating me and reminding me to still believe in the goodness of God. And I think it was a little bit of a mixed feeling that I was having because I was having like, yes, the Holy Spirit is speaking to me. I'm still going to believe in the goodness of God. But it was also like, 
how can I still believe in the goodness right. of God in the middle of this situation? Like, where is the good in this situation? How is good going to come out of this? Yeah, we were definitely, we had made a decision to wait, like I said, but we were very frustrated. I think that's a good word. We were very, very so like we were annoyed at each other. We were annoyed at everything. And like, we weren't, I don't think there was a point, I don't think we blamed God for this. I think we just no. understood that this, this is what was happening. It just so happened that it was so close to our wedding date that made mm-hmm. it feel so personal. Like the virus did it personally to us. Right. And then on top of that, I lose my job, which made it feel even more personal mm-hmm. that all this was happening. And then the movie, the song says, I still believe in your faithfulness. I still believe in your truth. Even though I can't see, I still believe. That's mm-hmm. literally the chorus of the song. And then I remember we went to the kitchen and I was telling you and I looked at you. And you were crying a lot, the whole movie. Great movie, by the way. And I said, if you want to do it, I'll do it. You know, I said, we said something like that. And then we were kind of just talking about that. You know, we'll figure it out. And I told you, we're going to be okay. Like, we were, we'll figure it out. It's going to be great. It's going to be in the way. And then sort of right after that, my mom called us into her room, right? That's kind of how it happened. Was it that same night? Sorry, some details get boggled in my mind, but it was that I same night. I can't remember if it was the same night, but like I don't think that we had made the decision that we wanted to do it. I think no, that you we were, talked about it. We, we said we're going to be okay. We talked about it. You were like offering, like, "Hey, let's try to figure something out." But yeah. I wasn't at peace with doing no. that at that point because no. I also didn't want to dishonor your parents no. or make you do that because I also love them to death. Yeah. So we had talked about it, but we hadn't made a decision. No. But it was very clear. I think anybody who looked at us could see that we were just falling apart. Yes. Completely we were falling, falling apart. Falling apart and trying to keep it together. Exactly. And uh, I remember the movie ended and we were in the living room hanging out, right? And we, were put up, we put on like a Disney documentary or something like that. And we were watching, I think, The Elephant's one or something like that, which is very good. I recommend it as well on Disney+. And then my mom just randomly was like, Pedro, Larissa, can you come into my office? Now, can you come into my room? <laughs> right? And she just, uh, and it's weird. Like I've, I've gotten this moment where my mom calls me into her room and people are there and then I'm probably going to be in trouble or my mom is going to say something that I need to do, you know, so the, you and, and, you know, the other guest, Arlex, was there, don't know, so. I think that she called in your sister and Arlex first. Was it that? I think so because I think, I remember her telling us like, oh, I already talked to them and they're going to help us. Mm, maybe then I think we, we'll check right Planet, if you listen to this let us know if that's if you remember that or not <laughs> but so she called us into the room me and you and then was it my dad or was it my mom that spoke do you remember that I think it was my dad I think it was your dad it was a little bit of both but I think that your dad was the one who gave the news and this was like a Friday night it was a Saturday, Saturday night. night. Saturday night, yeah. It was a Saturday night. Um, After we even watched Service, service. remember? The, the, the ones that we used to record mm-hmm. and edit before. So, And then my dad was like, we, we have seen how sad you guys are lately. And frustrated. And of course, they understood. And they, they were also very frustrated, of course. You know, my mom was very excited to wear her dress, whatever. Um, and then that night, they were like, we want to let you guys know that we... How did he say it? He said, let's, if you guys want, we'd be willing, we, we want to bless you guys and do the wedding here, you know, my parents' house tomorrow. Yes. Which was going to be the day that we were originally going to get married. Right. It was, it was going to be 5th. April 5th. 
So, and Saturday night, Lala was going to sleep over. We were going to hang out, have fun. We were watching the movies and whatever, you know, to get distracted, but at least be together with everybody, the family. And my parents were like, we've seen how sad you are. Now that, you know, at that point, I was already uh, getting the check from the government from unemployment. So at least I was getting some type of income, which, you know, blessed me for a long time. I thank you for that, God, for opening that door. Um, and they said that to us. And how, how what was your reaction? Because I did not see that coming at all. No, I didn't either. And I think that we just kind of looked at each other in disbelief. Yes. We were like, are are they really saying this right yes. now? Um, and then I remember that they left the room so that we can talk right. and we can decide if that's something that we did want to mm-hmm. do. And then we were kind of like, I think, getting the little bit jittery, yes. like, oh my gosh, like, Feeling can massive we butterflies, do this? Yes. Excited. Mm-hmm. We were going to work it out. Mm-hmm. And then they came. Oh man, it's so, <laughs> this story is so sad. They came back and we told them. Yes, we want to do it. And then at that moment, I FaceTimed my parents because we also wanted their blessing and we wanted them to support us in that decision. So I FaceTimed them and I remember I gave the phone to your dad and left. left. (laughs) I was like, here, Pastor, you talk to my mom. Tell her what you said. Tell her what you said. (laughs) And then she, Pastor came out and gave me the phone and my mom was like, right, if this is what you guys want to do then let's do it and then we hung up the phone and we were like wedding prep mode so instead of sleeping over that day i went back to my parents house where i was living of course because i was in my head i was like i need to do my nails my dress is there because i had gotten a dress thinking that we were going to do something but we weren't sure so Mm -hmm. i already had a dress um i don't remember why i got that dress you got that dress i don't remember why either I don't remember why, but anyway, so I had to go back and I was thinking I need to do my nails and I need to do my hair and I still had like my suitcases were packed, ready to bring to the apartment. So I remember that I just had a couple things left in my room that I was like, I can go back and just put it in the car and then I can, we can just completely move in right Mm -hmm. after the wedding. Um, So I went back home that night. And while she was driving back home, my mom was... And my mom and my sister were already going and moving around some furniture in the house. We have the fireplace there. So she was preparing everything to look as nice as we possibly could. She was finding little decoration things. She was setting the table. Mm-hmm. We were thinking where we were going to put the camera because we now we were going to do a live stream. Mm-hmm. While they were doing that, I was creating a little image to share with the church. To say, hey guys, watch our live stream tomorrow. We were So we were in prep mode. We had, what, 10 hours to plan a... Um, a live stream COVID wedding. Yes. And we we're very excited. Everybody was very excited. And I remember I went upstairs to our space where we, I used to sleep. Our space, not a room of space. And then, because I hadn't packed at all. Right. So then I started packing. And that, and it kind of started to hit. You got emotional. I got, I started, I get, I got very emotional. My sister got very emotional. My mom got a little bit emotional too. Arlex was there. <laughs> <laughs> he was just there. I, know, I, I think he got a little bit emotional too, just because, you know, he was in that. And then I was put everything away. It was in the suitcase, mm-hmm. you know, organizing that. That night I went to sleep extremely anxious in a good way of like, wow, it's happening. We're actually going to get married on April 5th right? and all these things. And so I'm sure you went to sleep also very happy. I remember. Absolutely. And then morning hits. Morning hits. I woke up. Let me give you my side of the story okay. first. So I wake up. 
you know, my phone is always on silent. So I turn to the side, I get my phone, you know, check out the notifications. And there is a ton of missed calls. Wait, I need to give my side of the story But I mean, there's a ton of missed calls. I pick up the phone and you give me the news. Okay. Which was? What happened to you? So that morning, my side of the story is that I woke up earlier than everybody else because I had to do my nails in the morning and I wanted to shower and have enough time to dry my hair and, you know, all those boring girly things that I won't talk about in terms of literally getting ready for my wedding day. Right. So I got up super early. Looking pretty for the husband. That's what she was trying to say. Yeah, for sure. So I was already, I remember that my nails were just like drying. I had already done them. And then that's when my parents walked into the room. I think it was just my mom or was, I don't remember who told me, but um, they told me that my dad's brother, my uncle had passed away that night, like during the night at like three o'clock in the morning or something like that due to COVID. So that was when COVID really literally hit home. Mm-hmm. Um and I was just in shock. I was like, oh, what do you mean? Like, compl- like, it happened? And they were like, yep, it happened. And then that's when I think I started calling you and texting you because I just looked at my parents and there was no way we could get married on that day. A couple of hours after my dad's brother, my uncle, had just passed away. So I called you and I, I think I texted you because you weren't yeah, answering. Yeah, I was asleep. And oh, we were, of course, super heartbroken with the news. The feeling in my household was just very sorrow, mm-hmm. filled with lots of sorrow. Um, and not to be selfish, but in, on top of that bad news... It was the news to us with getting another hit with our situation as well. Yeah, and and once again that feeling of like it it, it felt it felt personal again. You it know, there's it like a lot of things were happening to us right as we planned things. They were happening to us. So then I I know, and when you told me, I was sort of like in shock and like I didn't think I don't think I even remember that he was at the hospital or like maybe I thought it wasn't something that was like as bad. You know, mm-hmm. like. I don't think they even know it was as bad for maybe a couple maybe a couple hours before that they, he was in that bad condition, right? So, yeah. so, and of course, the moment that she said that, I was like, "Well, it's." And I think I asked, like, "How's your family doing?" Because it was gonna be in the wedding was gonna be just her parents, my parents, my sister, her sister, and, mm-hmm. and, and so it was gonna be just that anyway. But I, we knew it immediately. We there was no way this is gonna happen today. Yeah. And I remember I looked down from the space and I saw the whole house decorated. My mom was up already finishing up some stuff. And then my parents, I think I think your dad probably texted them or put it in the church. I think the church group chat. So he was like, did you see, did you see what happened? I'm like, yeah, I just talked to Lala. And then he was like, what are we going to do? And then that's what I said. I don't think we're going to be able to happen. And in that time, that's I feel like that's what really got me. That day really got me. Yeah, I think that day you were extremely frustrated in a way that you hadn't been before. before. Because I think before you were pushing the reality of like us being able to get married sooner. And then when that reality actually came to fruition with your parents' blessing and you actually got excited and you packed and you got ready, it got taken away. Yeah, and I think, you know, even with the loss of a job, that sucked. But there was something in me that was like, it's okay, it's going to be okay. I wasn't allowing myself to have hope. 
if right. that makes sense. I wasn't allowing myself to have expectations. I was like, it's going to happen. Like, in my mind, the wedding, it was going to happen when it was going to happen. We'll find a way. You know, I've waited this long. We can wait a couple more times. You know, we can do this thing where you come hang out with us over the weekend or some weeks, whatever. We can we'll work something out. I'll find a job. I was in my mind. I'm like, it's going to be okay. But then the moment that we were doing it, you know, we were hours from actually doing it. I look, you know, I was sitting in the bed. I looked to the side. Everything was packed. You know, the drawers were all empty. My TV, my PlayStation was packed. Like, all this kind of, like, stuff that, you know, mattered to me. They were packed. And, like, that's when I took it very selfishly that day. Like, I remember that I barely spoke to you that day. Yeah. I, I, was, I was so frustrated. I remember the first thing I did was I unpacked my PlayStation. I put my TV back. And I stayed up in my the space, the room. Pretty much the whole day I'd stayed up there trying to play video games, trying to watch some videos. Um, trying to pretty much distract myself from how home this, like how much bad this actually hit. And I was very annoyed. And I, and I went to get food or whatever for lunch or something. And then my mom or my dad would say something to me. Of course, I responded in the most aggressive, raspy, is that a word? Aggressive dry way possible and my mom turned to me in the probably almost she didn't meant to be bad but for me it hit very bad she was sort of like you're not the only one that's suffering with this news like you're not the only one that's suffering because the wedding pretty much got postponed you know and that's when i flipped out i actually flipped out i was like Sure, you're sad, but you're not me sad. You know, you're not the one that was going to get married. In a very insensitive, selfish way, that was my answer to her. And I got pissed and I, I went upstairs. And then, of course, um, as I was upstairs, I ordered food so I didn't have to eat anything. I just, came, you know, I remember eating and I was very sad, you know. And I barely spoke to you. And then my dad just sends me, sent me a text. And that text pissed me off even more. Right. You know, and I, and I remember, I think I even showed you the text. At that point, you did. And that's, that, may, you know, when you're a volcano, mm-hmm. you know, like, of course, everybody knows what, when you're a volcano. And you said, well, the most natural, you know, when you're a volcano, sure, yes. I've been a volcano before. My experience as a volcano. You know, and you're like spitting out hella lava, and then somebody adds more lava to it, you know, and then you spit out even more, like you're going crazy. That text that my dad sent me was probably the stupidest thing he ever did in his life. And I think he meant it in a good way. It was. It was a bad call. He made a bad call that day. He put he he was trying to take out the fire by throwing gasoline at it. That was kind of. It was just wasn't wise. It wasn't wise, and he's aware of it, you know. And he sent me a text, pretty much saying how disappointed he was that I lashed out at my mom that way, that she was sad. And in my mind, I'm like, who cares? At this point, like everything is lost. This is when I lost it. This is the moment that I think everything really hit me. Mm-hmm. I feel like you were getting hit slowly, and you were letting it out in your own bloody way sometimes. But that day really got me. And so for the next couple of days, I remember that day I had to message the church saying that we're going to postpone. Remember, we had to do all that. And that was very annoying. Yeah, we had to say, guys, the wedding is not happening. Oh, and like the group chat. Yeah, every group chat. We had to let my family know that it wasn't happening. So that was very annoying. Right, because we had already promoted that we were going to live stream it. Yes, yes, yes. And the whole family as well, let everybody know. And of course, everybody understood, Mm -hmm. you know, and they were like, so it's going to be okay. And, you know, seeing my, everybody was just putting the stuff like normal in my house, terms of furniture, undecorating, I guess. We're taking the decorations down. And 
I pretty much didn't talk to my parents for like three days. Like, they weren't talking to me because they were pissed off the way that I acted. And I wasn't talking to them because and I was pissed off on the way they acted. And in the meantime, I was like requiring answers of you as to what we were going to do about the wedding. Yeah. And you were kind of feeling hopeless again, yeah. not and really I, sure what to do. And in, and this is the, beautiful, the, not the beautiful thing. This is what happens when we let anger really drive. Like I, I, I was, at that point I was like, I'm not care. I don't care. I was planning with you. I wasn't, at this point I wasn't consulting my parents anymore. I was, remember like, you, I don't know if you would know, but I was just like, let's do it this day. This is what's going to happen. I don't even care pretty much right and then we decided to do the friday which is what we ended up doing we got married that friday and then i just told my parents i was like hey we're getting married here friday well something like that and then my mom still mad at me and i'm still mad at her she's like you're not even gonna you know talk to me like let us know we don't need to give any input on the decision you're just gonna do it without telling us and of course i was still mad and whatever and then I think that was about it for the next couple of days. I just wasn't talking to them. I guess at that point I was in a very dark place, but we were just going to push through it and do it on Friday. Right. And then that day when we decided, they came around eventually. eventually. I can get to that. I, I okay. don't know if you had anything else, but I'll get to that. No, then get to that first because I was going to jump ahead. Yeah, because then I think we were talking and we were going to get married, I think, two. I don't know if this... Maybe this was like Wednesday night, right? Like mm-hmm. Friday was the thing. We got married Friday, Wednesday night maybe. Something very close to the wedding. We were going to do it. We were already... Promo- I think we were already promoting it at that point or something like that. Even like... Oh, no. You didn't want to promote. Yeah, no. that's the thing. Yeah. I we'll didn't. get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. And I just... And I just felt, you know, the Holy Spirit remind me, hey, the whole word for you this year was honor your parents. And you're doing quite the opposite of that right now. You know? And I just felt that... I got up before I, it was like late at night. I got up and I, I just went to their room. I sat on their bed and then I, I told them how frustrated it was and I, I apologized for what the way that I behaved. I told them how frustrated I was because of the way they behaved, you know. And they, they saw that it was maybe they could have handled it better. And that was probably one of the nicest conversations I had with my parents because they were pretty much. Praying slash talking over me about us and how proud they were. They said all these beautiful things. like, And at that point forward, I knew they were blessing this. And I didn't want to do it without their blessing. I thought I did when I was angry. But I, the moment that I fell into myself and I was like, what the hell am I doing? How am I? I'm going to leave the house in this way, mm-hmm. you know? Because it's not like they were going to prohibit it from happening. My dad was going to do the wedding. Like, they, they were going to do it. But I didn't want to leave it this way. And I have, I have I consider myself having a pretty good relationship with my parents. And I just remember talking to my parents. Um, I feel the Holy Spirit being like, yeah, I'm not starting a family, leaving one kind of disjointed, all right? That kind of vibe. So we had a conversation. I was able to honor them through that. And they saw it that way. And then from that point on, they were excited, planning for the wedding again. You know, my mom was finally happy about doing it. And they were looking forward to Friday night. And they were helping us out on this way. And then, of course, we had to... I already made the new design to share with everybody. The new day, the new time. But you were having your own problems now. Right. So even though we had decided to have the wedding that Friday, I was almost afraid to believe that we were having the wedding that Friday. I was kind of resenting everything that was happening, I feel. So I was going through the motions 
trying to not feel anything. That's the best way that I can describe it. Again, we didn't want to set our our expectations and hope to be frustrated once again. I just, I didn't want to feel excited. I, I didn't want to feel. (laughs) I wanted to just go through the motions of that week. And we did that week. I remember that Thursday or something. I went grocery shopping for our apartment by myself and it was the first time that I had gone out since COVID. So it was the first time that I was wearing a mask and like going insane in the supermarket because a lot of things were already starting to go missing. Um, and I didn't want Pedro to go with me because he's a higher risk group because of asthma and stuff. So I wanted to go alone. And I remember that I bought like $400 of grocery myself, went up and down every single aisle in the supermarket but still kind of not believing that we were actually going to get married. So can we get are we getting to the wedding day? Well yeah, let's get to the wedding day. Let's get to the wedding day. It's Friday hits. I wake up, I immediately get my phone <laughs> and I look to see if any bad news. Cause you know when you've been hurt and you're waiting to you're ready to yes. get hurt again. <laughs> And at that point, no, right? You know, I wake right. up, we talked, you were okay, I was mm-hmm. okay, everybody else in the family was okay. Mm-hmm. The day was going to happen. Right. At least at that point, I thought. So we started getting ready. I mean, I started getting ready, you know, because I have more things to do than you do. I did nothing to get ready. I just put the suit on right. a couple minutes before so I got So I started getting ready, and my mom and my sister were super excited. And, you know, people always ask me if I was nervous, and at that point, I wasn't nervous to get married i was nervous to not get married i was like nervous that it wasn't going to happen be honest with the podcast listeners you thought you were cursed i did (laughs) i was like because just 10 seconds of background my sweet 16 also got postponed because of a natural disaster yes hurricane right so then the same thing happened to my wedding and then you know, everything that you guys heard was going on and had gone wrong. Guys, get ready. Any big events that we do, so like baby shower, <laughs> not going to happen the day that we say it's going to happen. No, just expect postponements from yes. now on. So then I started getting ready, but kind of, again, just going through the motions. And then I remember that I was leaving the house with my sister because I was driving my own car so that we can drive the car back to the apartment later. So I was only in the car with my sister. And she can attest to this that I literally drove on Turnpike going at like 55 miles an hour on the right lane the entire time. Because I was afraid that there was going to be an accident, that a cop was going to pull me over, mm-hmm. that something was going to go wrong. So because of that mentality, this is what you wanted to say before, I didn't even want to promote that we were going to have a live stream because I was scared of having to cancel it again. Right. So then I think that you promoted it without me yes. wanting it to you be promoted. You did not give me the approval. <laughs> but I did it because I might as well let people know. Right. So, the day. So we promoted that day. Right? The, the day. Morning. But I wanted to promote it when I got to your house. 40 minutes before. Yes. No. That's what no, I no, wanted no. to do. But, you know, obviously that didn't make sense. So you did it before. And then I got to your house. And uh, by that point, I, again, people ask me, were you nervous to get married? I was definitely not. I was nervous to make sure the live stream was working. Yes. Because I was having some trouble making it work. You know, 
nothing serious because just, we just have one camera. But, you know, everybody was messaging us. When is the link going to be there? Is it because, you know, we had a lot of family that wanted to watch it. We had a lot of people from church that wanted to watch it. And they were like, where's the link? Where's the link? Where's the link? And we had a couple of technical difficulties. So you were already at my house. I was. You were already in your dress. I got That's dressed right. there. Yes. yes. Everybody was there. Your parents were there. The food was already there. It was mm-hmm. smelling delicious. Your mat, your dad made some um, ribs. Mm-hmm. Um, it was in the oven. So the house was smelling great. Everything was ready. But the live stream, we were still in a couple of hiccups that we were having to figure mm-hmm. it out. We did. Um, I put my suit back on. I came back downstairs. <laughs> we were like, are we ready to do this? And he was like, oh, what, 8 o'clock, 7 o'clock? When did we get married? I think it was earlier. Wasn't it like 6? It was 6 yeah. or 7. It wasn't too late. So in the meantime, I forget. I forgot. Um, before you got there, as you were driving on the way to my house, I decided to write something. Right, which is why I ended up posting. And I wanted to read that because I haven't read this mm-hmm. since we did it. Mm-hmm. So this is Pedro writing maybe, a, maybe an hour before we got married. Look at these two. And I put a picture of us from 2011. They first put it together almost 10 years ago. Now it's going to be literally 10 years. What a journey has been. So many victories, struggles, dates, laughs, tears, movie, trips, retreats, etc. We dared to dream together and plan a future where you were my wife. We decided that waiting on the right time was the godly thing to do. We did. We conquered our independence. We found our little home and we saw each other. We saw each dream become reality. Again, the high at the beginning of the mm-hmm. 2020. Then, as we got so close to the dream, a massive storm came and shook the whole world. We cried. We doubted. We got mad. We thought that it wasn't fair. That was definitely what was going through our head, right? Yes. We definitely thought it wasn't fair. Then, that week, we were reminded of the Good Shepherd, reminded of His goodness, reminded of the two dumb 13-year-olds with so many dreams and life ahead of them. And we lived in God's goodness every single day. Today, I guessed. Wedding day. Wedding day. I get to finally call her my wife. Might not have been in any way we had dreamed, but my God is still so good in his perfect way. Last year, we picked a verse to be the theme of our wedding. We didn't know we were going to be tested to wholeheartedly trust in this verse. So why would you fear the future for your goodness and love? Pursue me all the days of my life. Psalm 23.6 by the Passion Translation. And now we're both crying and can't even talk. (laughs) And then we got married. And the ceremony was the most beautiful thing I've ever been a part of. The presence of God was incredibly present. The live stream went without a problem. And... We honored our parents at the end of our ceremony. Which is a big deal that we wanted to do. We each gave them a gift and a beautiful message, and they all cried. Everybody cried. Everybody was like, cried. You can watch the full ceremony on YouTube. Now, my YouTube channel. <laughs> and we should probably talk about our married life, huh? But that is part two of this, uh, what do we call it? Our crazy, beautiful storm. So I'm sorry, guys, if this sounded very depressing. <laughs> These were the first couple of months. We'll pick off from the honeymoon and the following months on the next episode of the Junker Talk. My name is Pedro. And I'm Larissa. Thank you so much for listening. Please share these. You know, this is a project of ours. We wanted to share this. If you were going through something like this, know that God is still good. God is still faithful. Just hold on to that. Honor your parents. Honor your leaders. Honor your friends. Honor God. 
and God would just make it perfect. I call, I think our, our the ceremony that we had planned wouldn't have been as beautiful as the ceremony that we had. Right. I like to say that God literally narrowed it down to the only things that mattered, yes. which were us, our families, and his presence. They were blessing our marriage. Yes. And I think that that just showed what was the most important. And that was when I realized the goodness of God was there taking care of us, even in the middle of these crappy storms that we went through. The goodness of God was there carrying us through. And it came full circle at our wedding when we were able to realize like, wow, God, you are still good. Even though everything went to shambles, we were still able to get married and to do this thing that we have dreamt of ever yes. since we were teenagers. All right. 11-year-olds, 14-year-olds. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think we ended on a good note. Holding Positive on. notes. But... Things are gonna get scarier. Truths are gonna be revealed. The truth of Lala actually snoring. You know, the the married life that we'll touch on in part two of our conversation of our beautiful storm that was 2020. Thank you, everybody. Do you wanna say goodbye? Bye.